tomes for the chaos bard. I am your dungeon master, Dave, and to the left we have... Henley! Pudro. Lila and Grosko. Grosko. And Fenrir. I was trying to figure out how to do it in a Lila voice and I couldn't. Well, let's get started on that note. <laughs> I do like how there's like that mean, gruff Fenrir now. Fenrir. Fenrir. It's really Fen. That's Fen. That, that's oh, Finn. That? Just <laughs> Finn. <laughs> it's not Finn, here, Finn. Are you sure you don't have um, split personality going on over there? Because I've got multiple. Remember, different personas. <laughs> Possibly. He's, he's a bard. Who's the real Fenrir? All right, he has his. Find out next time. And that's the episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Okay. <laughs> we have a recap from. Lila and Garatha, what happened last episode? So, last episode, we made it from Gibson Weld to Glendale. We talked for a minute, and Henley got us all decided that we needed to go see the minister. Her name is Veronica. Um, part of the way through talking to her, her husband, Lionel, Lionel, Lionel? I don't know, something. I wasn't paying much attention. He showed up. And said that he didn't really need our help with something, with these, what we think, what, I don't know, rare creatures, big creatures that have been bothering the town. She also pointed us in what we think might be a contact for horses that Eldon, Henley, and Fenrir decided to go off and do that. And uh, Lila, stupidly, Decided it was a good idea to hand Fenrir the money that we found, which I don't know why I even care. It's blood money. But I will be counting that, and all 272 pieces better be there when it comes back. What if there's 273? <laughs> uh, we'll gladly hand that one back. <laughs> um, we agreed to spend the, the next day or so trying to help out Glendale with getting this taken care of. All right. That was a good recap. Thank you. We are going to hit Henley and Fenrir. Henley, you know who Alden is. You know he's a very good horse trainer. He trains a lot of the farm horses, so he has some Clydesdales and some draft horses up there that help plow fields, um, work horses. He also trains riding, riding horses, and you know that he trains them all year round and then he sends a bunch bunch of them to Avalon to be sold especially around the time it's you know the yearly celebration of when Avalon was established you do know that he is a half elf he's on the older side a little gruff and but he has heavy features of an elf you guys travel up north it's a pretty pretty nice day a little breeze keep you cool in the warm sun it's still on the cool, cooler side, and you guys make it to the ranch, and you do see an elderly gentleman in the field. Seems to be, have, has a rope, and he's kind of having the horse run around him as he's holding on to, onto the horse as it runs around him. And action. Do I recognize that it's Eldon? As you go closer, 
Indeed, it is Eldon. Eldon, it's me, Henley. Henley, yes, come. What can I do for you, young lady? We're looking to get some horses. Ours were killed by some gnolls. Hmm. Yes, I do have some horses for sale. And they're about 100 silver pieces. 100 silver each? 100 silver each. That's just for the horse. What about the tack? Oh, it depends on what kind of tack you want. How much would it cost if we rid this town of that creature? Well, honestly, the creature is none of my concern. Hasn't bothered me none. Is there any kind of deal you can give us? And he starts slowing down the horse, brings it in closer, unhooks it, takes the bridle off, and then kind of shoes the horse away and makes his way over to you. Actually, there is something that you can do for me. I know there's been a few since the Trigrovin and stuff have been going around. I need a little extra muscle to protect my horses on the way to Avalon. If you guys need some horses, if you... It's just the two of you? No, we have three more in our party. That, that might do. If the five of you, you two and the three of your friends, act as muscle to help my, my hands take them to Avalon, I'll give you two horses and the saddles and the equipment to go with them. For free? For free as payment as... Helping them up there. Or you could buy one. Your choice. When when are you when is your hand leaving? They need to be leaving in the next day or two. The celebration down in Avalon's gonna be happening in the next two weeks. And I like to get them up there early so they can get nice and settled. For when the when the customers come. I'll turn to Fenrir. That seems like Roscoe would really like this plan. I agree. I think we should take him up on his offer. We can spend the next day or so trying to track down this monster. And if we don't find, we we head up with the hand back up, up to Avalon. That works for me. We're, can we plan to leave the morning after next? That seems like a good plan to me. Consider yourselves hired. Thank you, Eldon. Is there anything else we can do for you? Uh, no, Henley. I, we're doing just fine. And you tell your mother that the, that the clothes she made fit mighty nice. I will. Thank you. Best regards. Farewell. Fender's going to walk up to Eldon. Okay. And whisper into his ear, not wanting Henley to listen. Do you got a thing for Henley's mom? <laughs> Excuse me? I, I think that is a no. I am a happily married man, sir. <laughs> My you bad. can excuse yourself. My bad. My bad. Sorry, sir. Do you know anyone who is? You best be leaving my property. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I shouldn't have asked that. And then walk away. Darn right. He shouldn't be messing, poking in other people's business. Gives a whistle and here comes a dog. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, he, he's just staring you down as you walk away. 
Okay. What over was, here like, no what regrets, was that no all about? Uh, nothing. Okay. He's probably not going to like me very much, though. What did you say? Well, just by the way he talked about your mom, I kind of asked if he had a thing for her. Oh. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't realize he was a married man. I would have never asked if he would have. I knew he would have been married, but it just it just the way he, he was talking about the clothes and everything. I just got the wrong impression. I, I didn't really know what to do. And so yeah, I, I kind of made best him mad. not talk to him ever again. He's happily married. Ever. <laughs> and now I know. <laughs> you could have asked. I did. That would have been a better lead than <laughs> what I did. But Okay, we'll just head back. Okay. So, Roscoe, you're gathering the group together that was in the city, Boudreaux and Lionel, heading out to meet, kind of meet halfway, Henley and Fenrir. You guys meet up, and you guys he start heading directly to the Clintons. It's about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. The wind is slightly starting to pick up, so it's starting to get a little cooler. You, know, you arrive at the Clintons. You know, as you walk in, you notice that their back fence, the fence that goes along the, the tree line, is just in shambles. And you see a group of people, you know them as the Clinton family, kind of repairing repairing their fence. I will jog up to them. Um, hey there, Clintons. Huh? Oh, Henley. What we are you doing back in town? Well, we heard there was some trouble about. Yeah, there's this, this is Brenton. You know him as the dad of the Clintons. Yeah, these, this creature just keeps coming in and taking our livestock. They've, I've already lost 30 head. 50 head. It oh just keeps coming in. And there's, they can't figure out how to stop the beast. That's terrible. And it broke your fences? Oh, yeah. This thing was massive. I don't, we all hid inside because we didn't want to get killed. Man, it's, this just proves that we need to go to, to Gibson Grove. This place is way too dangerous. There's too many Trigovan goblins walking around. We're, we're getting ready to pack up and leave. There's goblins here, too? Well, you, there's goblins everywhere. Of course, they haven't attacked here yet, but they're gonna. And I'm not gonna be here when it happens. Do I know that he's a little bit of a hysteric person? He is. He blows things out of proportion. Okay. Especially so, when he's under, under stress. So I roll my eyes a little bit. <laughs> and he, every time something goes wrong, he talks about moving to Gibson Grove, which is just another, if you go continue east towards the mountains it's another establishment against the mountains other farmers there can you um show me I, I know you're repairing your fences here but do you know where it entered let me get a look yeah go wherever the fence is broken you'll find evidence of the beast does he seem to attack every night almost every night like he'll take like this creature will take like five to ten of my my livestock and just mosey on out like he owns the place well i need to he knows that i own the place he needs to know that okay i'm gonna go over and check the fence for prints hair other evidence that 
and direction for the creature. Okay. And Lionel can take you over there too. So I'll give you advantage on the survival check. Anybody else would, that would like to look for tracks and evidence of it can also write uh, roll a survival check. That's a modded 20. Okay, Henley's got a 20. 16. 16 for Boudreaux. 17. 17 for Lila. Uh, natural 20, so a 24. Nice. For Roscoe. Ben, are you doing anything? No, he's going to leave it up to the ranger and the fighter and the, bar- and the barbarian. Okay, so it's pretty evident that everybody's picking up on this trail. These paws are about a foot big. Like, they're massive. And you can tell, like, where the claws puncture in. And they puncture the ground almost three inches. Mm. So this thing... Like the claw part? The claws itself goes into the ground about three inches. You can see the puncture in the ground. Um, How many... Does it look like something we recognize at all? It is... Doesn't... uh, Let's see. Can I Some roll of you a may know. Check? Yes. Those who want to roll a nature check. I don't know, honestly, that Roscoe would know a whole lot. He's mm-hmm. looking more for signs of, like, the direction and and that sort of stuff versus what it is. Because I know Roscoe knows he's not going to know what it is, but he wants to know where it's going. Gotcha. I got a natural 20. (laughs) What is your modifier with that? Plus two, so a 22. Okay. Did anybody else roll? 17. 17, okay. Uh, Fender's interest got piqued as I'm assuming that they started to describe what was kind of going on, and so he's trying to see if he notices if he's read anything about these sort of creatures, and he rolled a 19. Awesome. Okay. So all three of you have heard of a creature like this. Now that you see the prints, you recognize that you're kind of putting things together. Henley, on the other hand, you remember your dad kind of telling stories of these creatures. There used to be a problem with them back in back in the old days that when you guys talked to the wood elves, there'd be a lot of problems with these creatures. But since Glendale has come there, the wood elves has been kind of keeping the, these kind of creatures at bay so they didn't mess with your your livestock and stuff, because you trade with them. They protect the livestock a little bit, keep these creatures away, and you kind of give them livestock in return, kind of like a little give and take. This is an owlbear. They are very ferocious, and it's been a long time since an owlbear has been seen. Like I mentioned, normally the wood elves would keep them back, keep them deeper in the forest so they didn't affect you guys. However, and Veronica mentioned that the Wood Elves have kind of disappeared. They haven't heard from them for a long time. And now these creatures are showing up again. Your dad has told stories because he's fought one before. Boudreaux, you know of these creatures as well. You've maybe even seen one down in the swamp area and in those areas. Fenrir, you have read about these creatures. They are ferocious. They are this is mine, and I'm keeping it, type creatures. They will fight to the death for everything. Henley takes a step back. It's an owlbear. Lionel kind of looks at you, an owlbear? 
Man, those, those things have been gone for a long time. How could one of those get out? Those elves are supposed to be doing their job and keeping these things away. Well, your wife said that the elves haven't been seen in a very long time. Yeah, they're probably hiding in their little forest trees. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody passes through a forest of elves without them doing something. Well, obviously they're not doing their job. If these things are coming out again... Unless something happened to them. Well, don't know about that, but obviously something's stopping them from doing their job, if that's the case. Well, regardless of whose fault it is, Lionel, we need to go take care of this problem. This owlbear. Well, you seem to know a little bit. How are you supposed to stop one of these things? By killing them. Okay. Pokey poke. Let's go kill them. (laughs) You seem to know where the tracks are. Let's go. So while they're doing, you know, discussing that, and I've been looking at those tracks where I rolled that 20, do I see anything more specific kind of pointing in a direction? It's kind of more details or something that I can... So, Roscoe. From your advantage point, when you were kind of doing some snooping around. Because I'm low to the ground. Because you're low to the ground. Okay. Oh, gosh. You do notice that there's a big claw mark against one of the trees. And in that claw mark, you see kind of this, kind of a berry type idea. And you kind of look at it, kind of looking around on the trees. You don't really notice any of the trees having this type of berry. It's kind of like a a uh, blackberry, blueberry, raspberry. No, it's a poison poisonberry. Poisonberry. Elderberry. It's almost like a yellow yellowish green type berry. of berry. <laughs> okay. You find that in kind of the kind bark of, of a tree where it's been been clawed. I was really hoping you would have had a where you see the claw mark, you see it written. My cave is here. <laughs> 300 meters to the left. <laughs> and straight on to the So he knows how to get back home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bears do scratch the trees to mark their territory. That's true. <laughs> this one does arrows. <laughs> the one In fact, the bugbear's name is Arrow. <laughs> it's not a bugbear, it's an owlbear. Whatever. <laughs> It's bugging me. That's all I know. Amen. <laughs> okay. What do you guys do with that information? Uh, I'm going to pull the, the berry out of the, the tree, the bark there, and walk over to Lionel and say, just be like, any idea where this comes from? Because it doesn't look to belong to anything here. It was in the, in the, the markings from the, the owlbear left back there. So he grabs it and he starts rolling it in his fingers. And he kind of looks at Henley and he tosses it to Henley. Like, looks like a Ronin berry. Yeah, it does. Do you know where these grow in the forest? I sure do. Used to be one of my favorite hunting grounds. I think I know where this thing is. Then do you think we can get there before dark? We could probably get there by dark. (sighs) I'm all for it, guys. Are you willing to go in the, into the forest in the dark we're after this creature? We're already here. I guess. Okay. Let's head on in then. So while they were having that exchange, um, Lila 
the forest reminds it's not her forest but it reminds her of home a little bit so she's just gonna start casually meandering in and humming to herself a little bit okay. not too far in so like they can yell at her if they need to but just kind of wandering okay as they head in do you kind of notice and follow them or are you kind of wandering in your own direction I think that somebody would have to get my attention in order to steer me back. Fair enough. So you guys get together and you guys start heading in. I think it'd be obvious that somebody would notice that Lila's not with you at the moment. Not I. <laughs> not I sent the fuck. Okay, <laughs> so I guess you guys continue on. Who's not with us? <laughs> me. Lila. Oh, she wandered off on her own, right? I just started meandering into the forest. Oh, okay. Kind of just checking things out. I think I'm right on Lionel's heels, so I didn't notice that <laughs> she went off. <laughs> whoa, 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 where's Lila? Uh, oh, was, hmm? she's not, oh dear. Lila! I think I can hear her. I'm going to go after her. Okay. We so. can't let her get away like Henley did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. We better catch her. Okay. Lionel, it's, let's stop him and get Lila. Okay, it's pretty easy to find her. She didn't wander off too far. Lila, what were you thinking wandering off by yourself? Uh, I guess I wasn't. So, sorry. Uh, Do you know these parts? Uh. N- not this particular part, no. But uh, I, I kind of I grew up in forests and stuff. So trees, undergrowth, it's like mm. home. Me too. Me three? <laughs> <laughs> not four. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I but grew up here, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think we're going on an album, huh? Come on on a bear hunt, huh? We're losing daylight. Sorry, Lionel. Let's go. Let's go. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Roscoe, I can't tell. I've heard those were-creature type things have, like, hair and stuff on them. I can't tell if Lionel has that same stature. Do you think he's kind of like that? I think he's a were-creature and he's one of these owlbear things? I mean, he said he liked to get rough and tough with people. I mean, I suppose it's possible. I have absolutely no idea what an owlbear is. But it's possible. Just maybe keep an eye on him as we keep going. Yeah, I like that plan. Just, you're you're taller than I am, so it's easier for you to move around in here. Maybe keep an eye on him a little bit, and if you see anything suspicious, let me know, and we'll reevaluate. Okay. Henley is like, I imagine that she and Lionel are like co-oping this. Like Henley sees a footprint, and then Lionel's like, "Yeah, that's the right way." And yeah, I think you guys are focused enough, and the majority of you are good at at survival checks and tracking. That it's pretty easy. Lionel's leading you the direction, and every time you find evidence of some big creature coming through, it seems to be going in the direction that he's expecting where this creature lives. It is starting to get dark. Is anybody going to shush me about that time? Because no. I'm going to keep humming. No. No. Okay. No, I'm distracted by it. All right. <laughs> Hypnotize. 
Me and Lionel are just focused up front leading the way. How far behind is Lila? Is um, she kind of well, near the back of the line? Yeah. Okay. Because she's, like, she obviously is wanting to go find this thing, but she's also just happy to be in a forest again and... Kind of enjoying the scenery, enjoying yeah. the smell. Yeah, and Garatha knows that it's the Hiltador Forest, so it's not her part of the forest or her part of Hiltador, but mm-hmm. it's close enough to home or part of home that she's not fighting Lila on this too much. Gotcha. Is the humming kind of more softer, mm-hmm. or is it pretty loud? No, it's going to be softer because she's okay. doing it more for herself than anybody else. Gotcha. So if somebody was like five feet away, they could hear it, but any farther? Probably not. Okay. Perfect. That's what I needed to know. Thank you. It is starting to get dark. You do see, seem, Lionel seems a little more edgy. Almost like, oh, we're getting close. Like he's the, the excitement of the hunt is starting to get to him. Lionel, are we getting close? I think so. We're getting close to where the, where the Ronin trees like to group together. I think we're getting close. Henley turns back to everyone and is like, we're getting close. Quiet and sneak. So you guys start sneaking along. Can I have some stealth checks, please? And fan out so that we're not one target. And a 19. 19 for Roscoe. Got a 17. 17 for 16. Lila. 16 for Boudreaux. 16 for Henley. 16 for Henley. 13. 13 for Fenrir. Halfling wins. Solid. <laughs> Lionel does not, isn't that quiet. He's actually making kind of rustling noise. You can see he's getting very anxious, almost like, like a dog waiting to just, waiting for the command just to, just to go after. Point. <laughs> Point. <laughs> he's like, stay, stay. Go. He's just anxious. He's just rearing to go. So he's not being super quiet. You can tell he's like trying, but you can tell he's he's standing up straight. He's almost prowling towards this location. Lionel. Hmm. Are you okay? It's been a long time since I've been on one of these hunts, especially if it's a creature like this. That head's going to look real good on my wall. Key it down a little. Mm. I can just smell it. Key it down a little. You know, you just see him kind of do like a sly grin, and you guys just keep going. Eventually, you can still see light through the trees, but for the humans and those humans and Roscoe, it is getting difficult to see. Everybody else can still see pretty good. But there's a smell in the air, almost like a a rotten meat. It's been sitting out for days. You guys eventually come to, and you see a bunch of trees. Roscoe, you start noticing some of these trees have those little berries that you have. Lionel kind of stops the group, and he's like, I think it's dead ahead of us. You can smell it. Take one of the berries and eat it. I don't know if Ronin berries are edible or poisonous or not. Today they are. I don't know. Okay, oh. Ronin berries. 
are dangerous because they contain a specific toxin. <laughs> <laughs> they can cause vomiting, diarrhea, and excessive salivation. <laughs> Things just got interesting. Uh, I, right. I regret nothing. Okay. <laughs> so you're kind of munching on it. You're trying to get the taste of it. It does not taste very good. And it has a very, just a nasty taste. You can kind of feel your stomach, like, as you're chewing it and the juices are kind of, kind of going down your throat. Your stomach is not liking it. It's just like, oh, very danger, very danger. <laughs> very danger. <laughs> you feel your mouth starting to get really watery <laughs> and salivating a lot. I, I it's wipe. kind of an unpleasant feeling. I'm like drool, and I'm like, mm. And I, uh, um, can I, I want to take a little pouch of the berries. Okay, yeah. So apparently they're not poisonous if you cook them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Good to know. But if you eat them raw, they cause the things I said. Like one Nifty. small pouch of berry. Rowan. Rowan berries. So you guys continue sneaking up. Give me another stealth check. Natural 20. Oh, that's so funny because... 24. <gasps> natural 20. <laughs> twin Ooh, buds. Oh my God, <laughs> twin buds. <laughs> sneakies. Nine. Okay. <laughs> Fourteen. Fourteen. Hey, me too. Fourteen. Hey, 14 buds. <laughs> he, we're still distracted from yeah. having earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Lionel's roles are fitting in with his character. Because he rolled a one. <laughs> On That's purpose. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are getting closer. And you can kind of, you suddenly hear kind of ruffling and almost screeching noises a little bit. Lionel hears this, and he just takes off. And he's screaming. Lionel, wait! <laughs> and he like heads a off. war cry? It's a war cry. Garatha's going to whisper, it's a pretty good war cry. Okay. <laughs> Let's roll initiative. Eight. You saw my good rolls already. <laughs> Me too. Boudreaux's got a higher dex than I do, so. 13. Four. Lila. Three. Oh. Fenrir. 17. <laughs> <laughs> the tall people for the win. <laughs> uh, 13 for Henley. Okay. You hear Lionel give out this roar, and you, he's running through the forest. You also hear a roar back. Is, uh, it in the, is it in the same direction? Yeah, it's going the same direction that he's coming, that lion, Lionel's heading to. This roar is like a screech, almost like a bird, but with low undertones. Like an owl, you could say. <laughs> Mixed with a bear. You're not going to demonstrate, are you? Mm. No. That is the best. Yay! Gollum with the elvish rope around his neck. He's checking out the Okay, as that roar happens, you hear a sickening <laughs> and a screech from the beast again. As you can, as you guys come th- come running through the thing, you see 
Lionel is engaged with this thing. This owlbear, it is kind of dark, but every body can still see. This thing's about nine feet tall on all fours. The thing's massive. The face is very owl-like, so it has that that owl unibrow type idea. It has the pointed ears. But as and it's kind of feathery at the beginning, but as it goes back, it turns into kind of a fur feather mix. And you can see these claws. They're just massive claws. They're like five inches long as it swings at Lionel. Okay, Fenrir. What do you do? Is there like a grove of trees around us? There is lots of trees around you, yes. Can I climb up one of the trees using, will that be an action or my movement speed? Your movement speed. Okay, can I climb up 35, well, let's go. It's half your It'll, it'll be half your half. movement speed. Okay, then I will climb 15 feet up into the tree. Okay. And aim my crossbow at the owlbear. Okay, yeah, yep, that's good. Do I need to roll like a strength check or a... I'll kind of give it to you since you're a wood elf and you can find kind of familiar climbing trees and whatnot. I'll give it to you. Does a 22 hit? That is a hit. And nine damage. Okay, you hit the... Your arrow, your bolt flies true. Hits it kind of in the shoulder area. Doesn't seem to be phased by it. It's more focused on Lionel. Henley, you are up. You come through. You see Fenrir go up a tree. You see Lionel hand-to-hand combat with this thing. Except Lionel has a uh, battle axe. Okay, I am going to firebolt it. Ooh. Spell time. Spell time. So I hurl a moat of fire at a creature or the object within range. Okay, roll for it. Ten. Ten is a miss. Okay. Uh. <laughs> okay. You throw this firebolt and it just goes wide, but it lights up everything as it goes past and kind of fizzles out on a tree. As it goes past, you can just see bones and half-eaten carcasses everywhere. This place reeks of death. It's almost really hard to to breathe to stomach it right almost like if you got it any closer you're gonna throw up okay it's the owlbeller's turn and it's gonna keep going after lionel and it misses lionel's able to bounce out of the way roscoe uh how far am i you're probably about 30 feet away from the owlbear i'm gonna be just a little reserved for a minute something i've never seen before (laughs) and you know Four times my height once it stands <laughs> up, so I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. Um, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw one of my daggers at it. Okay, go for it. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen is a hit. Woo. Eight damage. Nice. Maxed. Max damage. Okay, kind of same thing that happened to Fenrir's arrow. Doesn't seem to phase it. Doesn't. You don't draw its attention with that blow. Boudreaux. I would like to take um, my blowgun 
Okay. As long along with a, a dart, and dip it into my Beetlejuice. Okay. The the tip, and then I don't know how many turns that'll take, but then blow it at the the Albert. That can that can be one one turn. I'm fine with that. Okay. So we'll just say it takes your bonus action and your action to do all that. Perfect. Fifteen. That's a hit. That is four for the uh, so five in total. Okay. Same idea. Four of that being poison. Okay. Same idea. Doesn't seem to be noticed it. Mm-hmm. Lila. I'm gonna move fifteen feet closer to it, and then I'm gonna throw one of my hand axes at it. Okay. That's a seventeen. That's a hit. That's a ten damage. Nice. So this thing is starting to look very bloody, very beaten up. It is now Lionel's turn, and he's enjoying this. You can tell he's just loving this, seeing this creature and fighting this creature. He does hit as he swings his battle axe, but his battle axe doesn't hit quite right and gives low damage to it as it skims off, but still doing damage. Fenrir! Just kind of surveying the scene as I'm up here watching all this take place. How is uh, Lionel looking? Like, is he? He hasn't been hit yet. Oh, okay. Then I will aim my crossbow and try and hit it. Try to hit the owlbear again. Go for it. Does a 15 hit? That is a hit. Uh, 10 damage. Very, very nice. And then I'd like to use my Bardic Inspiration. Okay. For Lionel. Ooh. And I am going to call out to Lionel. I'm going to say, Lionel, this this owlbear has been terrorizing your town. This is your chance to use that rough-and-tumble in order to destroy this this guy who's been terrorizing. Take out all that anger that you have against the Trigrovan, against all the people who have wronged you in your life. Attack. Sick him. <laughs> he gives out a, a, a loud, just another war cry. He, he appreciated it. You're a fiend in the fuel! Henley... What doesest thou? I pull out my longbow. Uh, do you have a longbow anymore? <gasps> I don't. You don't have a longbow. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Um, you have two pieces of a longbow. It's true. <laughs> I roll my eyes at that. <laughs> uh, no, I'll just fire okay, bolts it no again. Okay, go ahead. That's a... 18. That's a hit. I don't know if anybody's missed this creature yet. Mm-mm. You guys have been I destroying have. it. Oh, the very first time, huh? I mean, he's nine feet tall. I know, he's huge. He's he doesn't huge. have that high of an AC. One. <laughs> one damage. <laughs> one. Hits him the one time I hit, one damage. It's almost like a sparkler that you throw at it. <laughs> it is now the owlbear's turn with... With a big swipe of its paw, it nails him right in the chest. Boom, pinning him down to the ground. And you see 
the owlbear just go after him with its beak. It's not a pretty sight. Wait. Is he unconscious Not a or pretty dead? sight as in... As in the owlbear's taking him apart. Like, we should be really worried right now. Yeah, probably. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Roscoe! L- Lionel! <laughs> um, well, you know... Is he dead or is he unconscious? You can very well assume that he's dead. <gasps> no! Savage. Still not 100% sure what happened to Lionel. I'm just like, well, crap, someone's got to get in there. Okay. So I'm going to run up. Okay. I'm going to bust out the glaive. Glaive me. It's all about to happen right now. Is it? Uh, uh, no, that's a nine. <laughs> that's a miss. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to action surge. Okay. That's even worse. That's a seven. Seven. So action surge gave you that extra attack. Correct. And you get that every now and every after, after every short or long rest, right? Yes. Boudreaux, then Lila. I do um, command. Okay. I say stop. And it needs to know your language, right? Oh, God. I need to understand. <laughs> Why does this always happen to me? <laughs> um, let's see. But yes. Okay. So it's tearing Lionel apart, and you just yell, stop, and it looks right at you. <laughs> and, and does its loud screech again. Did you have another anything else you want to do? Well, a bonus action. Okay. <laughs> Prepare for impact. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you use your bonus action to prepare. <laughs> Clench the cheeks. <laughs> I clutch. Lila. Seeing that, I'm going to rage. Rage. I'm going to move within the distance for me to attack with my um, great axe. Great axe. Okay, you got to get within five feet of it. Five feet, yep. Mm -hmm. So right next to it, right in its grill. That's okay. 25. That's a hit. That's nine damage. Nice. Okay, this creature's not looking very well, but with that damage, kind of takes its eyes off of Boudreaux, and it's now focused on Lila. Okay, that's where I want it. Right here. You're welcome, Boudreaux. Lionel is down. Fenrir. So Fenrir is taken back a little bit because he's seen, you know, Lionel go in. He rushed into the battle. He was kind of dodging his attacks. So he's thinking, okay, we just need to help take this thing down. But then now he realizes how really strong this creature is because he's only really read about it in books. And this is kind of like this first, this is his first encounter with it. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to try and cast Bane. So spell time. Spell time. Bane, up to three creatures of your choice. So that's just the owlbear within range. So within 30 feet must make a charisma saving throw. Uh, whenever a target that fails a saving throw makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, the target must roll a d4, subtract the number rolled from the attack or saving throw. Okay, and what does he have to beat? Uh, 13. 13. He has a negative to his charisma. Ooh. He fails. Henley, it is now your turn. 
I firebolt it because I can't do much else. <laughs> you got your sword. You could go poke it. I'm not going to go poke it. It's huge. <laughs> Y'all, haven't you ever heard don't go, don't go poke the bear? Stabby, stabby. You can stabby, stabby with a sticky, sticky. Is it a sticky rolled, stick or is it? It's a sticky stick. <laughs> a pointy, pointy, sticky stick. It's only sticky stick if you put a little spider web on it, though. No, well, I guess that's true. She probably run through one. It's fine. So maybe it's just a pokey pokey stick. No, maybe she I rolled a 14. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hit. <laughs> Are we leaving? Three damage. Three damage. So this beast is looking at Lila. Goes after her. Don't kill me, please, David. With its two attacks. Oh does God. a 17 hit? It does. Did you minus Bane? Oh. <gasps> oh, good. It's going to miss. <laughs> ha. 16. It's a uh, meat. Okay. Die soft. Die I rolled a 15. Uh, I rolled a 10. Okay, so the first attack hits, and the second attack did miss. It makes a bite attack at you, but you're able to... To dodge that one. Okay. And then it swipes its claws at you. It miscalculates because you're on the smaller side after it's been yes! facing. So it deals. Don't sound so disappointed, Ten David. damage <laughs> on that. That's low damage. Can I be in like the middle like of it like swiping and missing from one and doing just like a rawr type of thing like ah! Like, and then he just like punches me to, like not to the ground <laughs> but just like swipes at me again. Yeah. Or bites me. And you do get to half that because you are raging, correct? Yes. So you get a half that, so you get five. I'm just annoyed at that at that point. <laughs> okay. Rasco. Hey, let's go. You can tell this thing is getting weary, but it still has a lot of fight in it. Okay. I'm going to For its ferocity. hit it with the glaive again. Good thing I got luck because that was a one. <laughs> Uh, 19. That is a hit. How do you kill it? Ooh. Ooh. Well, so do you want me to roll the damage? He okay. had one left. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm like probably just to the left of, of Lila. I got my glaive out and I'm just like, I'm just going to just like stick it like sh- straight up through the jaw. Ooh. Cause I'm underneath it, you know, cause I'm, I'm itty bitty. So I'm going to just go and kind of go up. Straight up through the skull. Okay. So as it kind of turns towards Lila and swipes it, it gives you the perfect moment to do do that. Just shove your glaive right through its skull. And it goes, and then it just falls. Kind of taking you with it. And I go with it. Yeah, and I'm dangling three <laughs> feet in the air. <laughs> just hanging by us. <laughs> like hanging on my glaive. Like, hey, guys, I think we beat it. <laughs> I immediately run up to Lionel to see if he still has a pulse. Me as well, except for somebody tall want to lift me down. I'm gonna, I'm at this point, I'm still mad and I'm raging, and I'm gonna say through clenched teeth, You stole my kill, and I'm gonna walk away. (laughs) Okay, you two, Boudreaux and Henley, go check on Lionel. Is yeah, he's dead. So I kneel next to him and I go, Thank you for what you've done. And I know your family will be proud of you. Kundas, please take him. And I spray some holy holy uh, swamp water on him. Okay. 
kind of moments of reverence. Okay. Henley just starts walking back home. Okay. Boudreaux looks back at her, but just stays where he's at, where he is at. I'm going to recover. I'm going to drop from my dangly position, <laughs> pull out my glaive, recover right. my dagger. And then I just want to do a quick check of the area and see if like there's any evidence that there might be more than one or if this is kind of, because I don't know if like, cause I don't know these guys. So I don't know if they nest in groups or if they kind of are one-on-ones or something like that. So I just want to do a quick check and see if there's any sort of sight that there might be another one. So you do kind of roam the area. It wasn't too far from its den, but it is smells gross. If you want to get close to its den, you're going to have to roll a constitution saving throw to not throw up because of how wrecked. But you would think with all the noise that you've been making that if there was another one around, it probably would have came. Reasonable. Cool. Well, so after I walk like probably 10 feet away, um, I'm going to calm down and my rage is going to stop and I'm going to think rationally, um, walk back and get my hand axe. Okay. Um, how big is the head? Nine foot creature. Head is probably about, would you guys say three feet big? So almost as big as me. Pretty much. So what I want to do, it's probably not something I can do, but what I want to do, because obviously at this point, I probably realized after seeing what happened over here with um, Boudreaux and Henley, and Henley just walking away, I know that Lionel wanted the head on the wall, and it's not probably something that Veronica wants, mm. but I mean, I want to decapitate it and take the head back. Okay. You're able to do that. Cool. Few few good swings in it. Because it's a thick neck, mm-hmm. you're able to get the head. Very barbarian of you. Well, and it's what Lionel wanted, so. In honor of his memory, yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it. We need to take his body. Uh, do we? Somebody needs to take his. Yeah, body well, that's what I was just about to say. I was gonna look at Boudreaux and Fenrir and be like, we can't, we can't leave him here. Is it possible for me to use a healing spell not to bring him back, but to make him look better? I would say that you need living tissue, like something alive to to do that to use that spell. Okay. There'd probably be something like mending at this point, maybe. Mm. Mending doesn't work on flesh, though. Yeah. So. But I mean, you could. I mean, you could. You could probably use some water to clean him up, maybe. I, I want to do something to make him look better, that I can. Okay. More presentable. Because you, you can try and use water to clean him up a little bit. Because the, the, the wounds are still fresh, so the blood is still moist, so it's easy to wash away. Yeah. Then then I'll clean them up to the best of my ability. Okay. Um, and assuming I have spare cloth, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, if like you to don't, wrap, I'll give you some. Yeah, I'd like to wrap them, like his, his wounds mostly. Okay. Just so they're not open and, you know. Right, okay. You're, you're able to do that. That's okay. fine. I'm It'll take you a little bit. Henley's... She's gone. She's gone. I'm going to... Again. Use Again. Take off my, my cloak and tie it to my glaive so okay. that we can move the body onto it and kind of use the glaive as t- to you know 
drag it back to this oh, okay. area a little bit. I'll need obviously need some help, like someone else to help. Right, pull and there's it. long tree branches and stuff that you could try and make some kind of makeshift something cart type idea. Boudreaux will help as well. Okay. Hanley only went like ninety feet away. Okay. And slows to a really really slow walk. Okay. So you guys are able to got the owlbear head, Lila. And the rest of you are trying, kind of taking turns or together, weaving them in between the trees. It is very dark. You do hear noises of other animals and stuff like that, but they seem to be staying away. They see the, the head of the owlbear, and they're like, ooh, no, don't mess with that group. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are able to get, a, get out. I'm assuming you're going to take the body to Veronica. And I think we're going to end it there as you guys walk into her office. Or, of course, knock. But I think we're going to end it there. Thank you guys for listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Uh, Sorry, another melancholy kind of episode, but it happens in adventure sometimes. Um, Check out our, our show notes for information on how to contact us through email or through our socials. Big shout out to D.A. Nichols. Writes our music phenomenal musician and just the other day she wrote us a new song just out of the blue so can't wait to use that one um i am your dungeon master dave and to the right we have fenrir roscoe garathon lila boudreaux and henley and join us next time as we unroll the scroll to tell the tale Bye.